listening to the Fantasy Alarm TFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What is going on, everybody? John and Pemby here with James Grande. This is the Fantasy Alarm NBA DFS podcast, uh, recording here Tuesday afternoon for Tuesday's three-game main slate. James, uh, before we hit the record button, I was telling you that this is like the optimal slate, in my opinion, to be checking out our lineup generator. Uh, this is the type of slate where I kind of generally say not to overinvest in. It's not quite a showdown slate, obviously, where we consider it to be a little bit more luck-based, but with such a small player pool, the combinations of lineups that can be made here, the ownership that's going to be on a lot of the same players, is it's really going to be the difference makers are going to be like that one or two guys that people sort of pivot to that's going to end up putting you over the top here. And I think that's what our lineup generator is going to be great with tonight. If you're somebody that generally plays three, five, ten lineups, you know, go over there. Check it out, make some lineups, generate some lineups, see what combinations come up uh, and see where maybe the easy pivots are. Uh, because, you know, with Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is on a back to back. Atlanta, Utah, Atlanta is on a back to back. And then Portland uh, versus L.A., the Clippers, uh, as our late night hammer. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different variations that people are going to be looking at. Uh, and these matchups themselves are kind of interesting in how we're going to go about building. Yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. And I think. Um, when you do eventually toy around with the lineup generator, um, you know, you can always include your own mixture. Um, you can always include your own projections. If you think a player is projected too highly or a player is projected too low, um, you can, you can adjust, um, their projected points. You can adjust the exposure that you want to them. So, um, I definitely think it's a good tool. I definitely think these are one of the slates, like these smaller slates, like strategy wise, uh, something you like wouldn't do on like a nine game slate, you know, do something contrarian. I think um, what I mean is generally we don't like to attack Utah, right, John? And Atlanta's on a back to back. Maybe get some more Atlanta exposure just because it's that's going to be depressed ownership. And if Atlanta does, you know, happen to score 120 points tonight, um, you're ahead of the curve. So just, you know, I'm not saying go all in on Atlanta, but just something to consider um on these small slates because like john opened with uh there is going to be a lot of lineup trains there's and unintentional lineup trains it's just the way that people are building um so just just don't be afraid to be different on these small slates even if it doesn't pan out um you know you might be getting a trey young at 10 percent or a rudy yeah. rudy gobert at 10 percent. you know something um that can stand out because anyone 10 percent or, or below on these slates are or uh, is definite leverage. So um, check yeah. out the lineup generator for sure. I'll, I'll definitely say that uh, Utah still not a team you necessarily want to go against. Uh, you know, but, I'm just, yeah. I'm just Wait, saying no, I, I more agree. of an example. More no, of an example. No, no, definitely, definitely. I'm just looking, you know, I shared in our Discord earlier today, um, you know, where, where I kind of look for team rankings in terms of shooting, uh, defensive shooting percentages and stuff like that, um, and how I kind of go about you know, teams to attack. Uh, Utah uh, allowing 29% from three, uh, which is the second best uh, defensive rating from the three-point line. Uh, Washington still number one, uh, 29.2, Utah 29.3, uh, and then an t- opponent two-point percentage there. Uh, Utah sitting uh, actually with the 11th. So, you know, they, these numbers are kind of high because they're two-point percentage. They're allowing 51.6% from the floor. Um, shooting the Clippers actually have the best two point uh defense 47 percent from the floor. 
but perspective wise, Charlotte is the worst NBA defensive team. No surprise. We kind of knew that one already. Uh, they're allowing almost 58% from the floor uh, for two point attempts. So, you know, uh, Utah, like the number one or two, three point defensive team. And then they rank 11th in two point shooting. So Atlanta's definitely going to have their work cut out for them on a back to back. But like Portland is going to have their work cut out for them when it right. comes to shooting tonight uh, as well. So, you look at Milwaukee, the Milwaukee match, and you're like, all right, maybe Giannis is where I want to go tonight. You know, <laughs> maybe George is where I'm looking, uh, going up against the Portland defense. Because, again, some of these matchups uh, aren't spectacular. And I'm pulling up the spreads right now, too. I don't know if you have them already in front yep, of you. I already got them up. Yep. What we got? Um, Milwaukee is giving five. And I want to talk. We'll, I want to just circle back before we move on. But Milwaukee's giving five and a half to Philly. Um, two and a eight, two eighteen total. Atlanta is getting eight points in Utah, two twenty two and a half over under, and um, the Clippers are giving three to Portland, two twenty one. And I, and the reason I'm, I want to circle back to Milwaukee, right? And we had a question in Discord, and it's from Sticks, our main man Sticks. Um, and he said, "Let me get to it." He said, "Are we thinking the Bucks blow the Sixers out on a back to back?" Um, and I and I thought for a second like oh maybe he's onto something but then seeing this vegas spread john and then realizing where the bucks are as a team right now um i don't think that's the case and i mean if jojo plays tonight i mean that's that's gonna be big for philadelphia is that so i guess that's so he's vaccinated um clearly but he he's expect he was per yesterday he was expected to miss multiple games okay so yeah i wasn't sure what the the how quickly the turnaround was on the, he on the needs to have, yeah, he needs to have the two negative tests, but I don't think it's going to be today. Okay. Um, so he could come back. I know Philly has two games for the rest of the week, so he could be back for those, okay. um, but it's, it's another drumming game. But my question is like, if even without Embiid, and I know maybe it has to do with Philly being at home, but shouldn't this spread with Milwaukee getting Drew Holiday back? Um, you know, they still don't have Brooke Lopez. They still don't have, um, Chris Middleton, but shouldn't this be bigger than five and a half considering everyone's out for Philly? They're on a back-to-back. Um, Milwaukee's just not that same team. So to answer Stick's question, I feel like this could be competitive. And if it's competitive, Giannis is a must Yeah, for me. For me. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee's lost four of their last five. So, um, you know, and that one win was against Detroit. They lost to the Spurs. They lost to the Jazz. They lost to the Knicks. They lost to the Wizards. So... Um, yeah, you could definitely be onto something here, you know, give, given the match. They lost the they lost the Minnesota before that, so they've lost five of their last six. You know, they're so. four and six. They're four and six on the year. That's the like, this isn't. I get it. They're the defending champions, but they're not healthy at all. Even no. hasn't played a game. They're missing guys in and out of their lineup. Brook Lopez has this like the worst back soreness in the history of the game. Um, Chris not Nate Michael like, Porter Jr. Not Nate. Well, yeah, that's sad. Um, poor one out from MPJ. Um, but it's just, it's a mess. So I, to answer that question and I don't, do you want to do player by player? Or do you want to just do game by game? Because, um, I'll save my thoughts, but I don't think Milwaukee is going to blow them out. And I think Vegas and, and Vegas really got me there thinking, you know, what, are, what are we missing here that they're only five and a half point, uh, favorites with yeah. this team i mean i mean they get a, i think they get a little bit of a boost being home as well but 
Um, you know, yeah, I kind of agree. Maybe the line looks a little bit smaller than it should. Again, we're only looking at three games, so you got to kind of pick your poison right. here a little bit. You know, that one is five and a half. Atlanta, Utah is 222 and a half, but an eight point spread in Utah on a back to back. It's like one of the worst back to backs you could possibly play uh, for Atlanta there. Uh, and then Portland and the Clippers is really, like I said, everybody's probably going to be looking at that game being like, Three point spread, two twenty one total. The the star power in that game as well with you know with George with McCollum and Lillard and all in that group. Like you know, there's certainly some appeal to that matchup. But um, you're right. You know, there's you're gonna have to get a little bit different somewhere. Um, maybe it's it could come down to a simply playing you know like a backup guard on Atlanta because they're down forty and that guy you know where's Brandon Goodwin when we need him or something like that. Right? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Brandon Goodwin, holy cow! I don't even know if he's still on that roster. I don't no, know. It's... Delon Wright. Delon Wright. Yeah, is Delon there. Wright. There you yeah. go. Yeah, you know, Delon Wright's gonna come in and play twenty-five in a blowout, and and he's the difference maker. So, um, get creative with it. We will go position by position just because we have it here open. Yep. Um, Trey Young's at the top again at Utah. Tough spot. Didn't really play. He played well, but we talk about the price with him, right? So on a smaller slate. The the expectations are a little bit lower. Like we're okay with forty seven fantasy points at ninety four hundred. It, it's like a little bit under five x. It's like right at the number, yeah. you know. But you know, on a slate like this, there's only so many players that even score that much, right? That only ha- that even go that high. So you know, Trey Young's there. Damian Lillard against the Clippers is probably going to be the popular option. Um, you know, he's coming off of a twenty five point game, and he's still. Something that's not we we haven't had that explosion yet, but maybe going up against Reggie Jackson could potentially you know be that. I, I, we've seen this matchup already. He had 25 points in the first one. It was a competitive game. They got blown out. And uh, uh, sorry, the most recent one, they had 25 points. They got blown out in that first game. He only had 12 actual. So you know, there's there's potential for Lillard uh, again, just given the fact that he has that 45 fantasy points here. Um, you know, those are the top two price guys. If you're paying up, James, do you have any interest in Young or Lillard for his like a core build? Um, so just looking at our new feature, the NBA consistency report, thanks to our tech team, um, Trey Young at current price has gotten to 5x on DraftKings five times. Um, okay. has, and he has never exceeded 5x. Just for context, it's uh, the typical cash game. I think if you're playing cash games, Trey Young is perfect for that build. Um, Lillard has only hit this, uh, this mark twice this year, John five X. I do think it's a fine spot. I think Lillard's going to get a lot of, uh, ownership. I mean, he looked way better in this last game, uh, just shooting the basketball nine of 19, um, six of 14 from three. And he was actually really popular. He's 8,500 on FanDuel. I suspect he's really popular there. So I lean Lillard, um, for tournaments, but I lean Trey Young uh, for cash. Uh, I I do think that I, I really think the Atlanta Utah game is going to be the one game that's super under owned. So um, you know that's your leverage if you feel like going to Trey Young. Uh, just know that he's going to be lower owned than the rest of this position. Yep, and I, and I feel like honestly a slate like this it, it is where everybody having multiple positions is probably like the most beneficial, right? Because yep. you can you can play a bunch of these other guys. Yep. Um, as, as we go down, I mean, we'll talk about them as they really play as we go across position, but uh, you'll get a little bit creative here. So uh, next tier, we got Mike Conley, 6,600. It's a great price point. He's actually been playing very well, uh, both with and without Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. Conley has been uh, a really strong play. Uh, Drew Holiday came back, played 30 minutes out of the gate, you know, gave you decent production there. 
Um, and this could be a good spot for him at that price, you know, given the, you know, given the matchup, given the sort of the lack of depth that the position holiday against Philadelphia may, may end up playing, you know, Reggie Jackson, 6,300 maxi after a monster game last night, you know, he's 6,200. So like this six K tier, uh, has a lot of strong, you know, guys to trust here. Yeah. Um, current form Mike Conley has been tremendous. Uh, 37, 39, 39 fantasy points, 27.7 the game before. He's great. Um, I probably lean Conley. I Jackson's probably the odd man out for me. I know the shot attempts have been there. The usage has been there. Um, I guess there's been upside. He gave us 51 against Minnesota. Maybe I'll just live in this tier. You know, maybe we just live in this mid-tier, all four of those guys super viable. Um with Maxi being probably my favorite of the group, I would say, uh, just considering it's the same same thing as we had yesterday. I mean, Milwaukee plays up in pace. Um, they're 22nd in defensive rating. Or um, what is their official? They are 19th in defensive rating. Um, I would probably lean Maxi as my favorite of the group, but I think all four are super viable. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think this can be a pretty popular group. And as you build your your fair and balance, you'll probably have two of them, maybe three of them on DraftKings because you get that util spot. Um, four of them, right? Point guard, shooting guard, guard, and util. You could probably play all four. Probably yeah, you could probably four. play all four. Yeah. You can play all four probably on DraftKings and give you like 35 fantasy points as a ceiling, maybe like 28 as a floor. Oh, uh, uh, you can only play three. No, you can only play three. You can only play three. None of them, not a single one. None of them, of them are shooting guard. guard eligibility. What a shocker. I didn't even look at that before I said it. Not a uh, single so you can play one. three. So Reggie Jackson will be the odd man out for you. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, as we go down to some value, we talked about guys that maybe will be uh, difference makers. I know Danny Green came back. So we saw Shake Milton go to the bench. Uh, didn't get the same run, um, you know, but he did get 22 minutes. We know he can be a pretty decent pr- uh, producer uh, just off the bench for them. And if this game does end up being, being one that gets a little bit out of hand, uh, he'll benefit. Uh, Anthony Simmons, I think he's going to be someone that is very popular tonight as a punt play. Uh, f- four of the last five games, over 20 fantasy points. You look at his matchups, uh, you know, where the Clippers maybe ends up being a little bit of a blowout. We think there could be additional run for him. I know Norman Powell came back, but the minutes haven't really dipped for Simons at all here. Uh, either $3,800 for him. I-, I think that could be a pretty interesting spot to go. And he doesn't have the point guard shooting guard eligibility. Yeah, I think um, he's probably going to garner some ownership because he – some roster ship, rather, because he has uh, just been a consistent member of this rotation. So, yeah, I'm down with him. Also, the the Bucks played George Hill 33 minutes. I saw that. that. He didn't do a damn thing, though. Not a thing, but more of an anomaly when you look at the rest of his production. Um, and also, just – you know, going back to the consistency report at this price, George Hill has hit six X five times this year. So uh, maybe worth taking a look at. Yeah. I mean, that's true, right? If he gives you 20, you win. If he gives you 20 um, and that could be, you know, cheap exposure to the bucks who nobody plays. We're probably being too hard of him because he went three of 10 shooting against the best defensive team in the NBA and the Washington wizards. I don't (laughs) say that in jest like I normally do. They legitimately have the best defense in the NBA right now. So you know, give, give them a better, give them a better matchup against Philadelphia. Maybe more of those shots fall. Maybe some of those three pointers fall. You know, again, I mentioned with the Wizards allowing the the have the best perimeter defense in the NBA, allowing just twenty nine percent from three point range. So 
yeah, listen, if, if he's going to play all those minutes and they have Drew on the floor with him, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll buy it at 3,600. It could definitely be a guy that he helps. He started, him. John. I'm looking. He started alongside Drew Holiday. Yeah, I was going to say. I believe it. I bet they played Drew at shooting guard. It was Hill, Holiday, Allen, Portis, and Tenenkumpo. So just throwing that out there. I mean, if he starts again, I I'm, I feel pretty good about going back to the well here because, you know, we know recency bias can giveth and recency bias can taketh away. Well, we're getting George Hill at likely low ownership here. I agree 100% with you. Uh, over at the shooting guard position, uh, at the top, we got Donnie Mitch. You know, this is a this is like the 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 spot of spots here for Donovan Mitchell. The question is again, do you want to pay the ninety one? Uh, obviously, Conley's in, so you, you take a look at the production thing. Like, all right, generally we like him when he's out, but he's been great with Conley. So, I, I guess the question is like, is the John and Pemba Mitchell curse real? Because if I do play him, generally he sucks, but he's been <laughs> very good lately. Uh, and you're looking at this slate with you know the only other. You know, there's probably two real payoffs with George and Giannis. You know, where does Mitchell fit in that group with you? Uh, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, 52, 58, 40, 47, yeah. he gave you 40 the other night. Like, he's been that dude, you know? Atlanta is – and Atlanta's 27th in defensive rating coming off the of back-to-back. Yeah, they're allowing um, the fourth best opponent shoot. Sorry, the fourth worst opponent shooting percentage. Forty six percent from the floor teams are shooting against Atlanta this season. I think it's going to depend on your feelings on this game. Because if this game is over after three quarters, is has Mitchell paid off that price? And has you know, I mean, he's ninety one hundred. That's True. not all that cheap. So, like, I think he's in play. But you just got to really ask yourself, okay, at 9,100, and it's an eight-point spread. If this game gets out of hand, uh, is he gonna? Is he the reason why? Uh, so, uh, just, just you know, in play, just remember that this could be this could be over after three. Yeah, I agree. Uh, CGM thoughts on him? 72. Yeah, I mean, you said that the Clippers are the best two-point. Uh, they are defenders in the league, right? And uh, CJM, you know, he took. He's taken a lot of threes this year, which I guess bodes well for him. He's so good in the mid-range. I don't know why he's taking this many threes, but uh, should be fine if he's going to take nine threes a game. I mean, he's actually averaging 9.6 threes per game this year, which is absurd. So It is absurd, he, yeah. He, he should be fine. Um, I was expecting that number to be much lower. Yeah, Clippers only middle of the pack against three-point percentage, too, 34% from three. Uh, allowed by opponents this year. Yeah, so McCollum, I think I kind of like the price too. You know, we were paying like 8K. We were getting a significant drop off. I, I yeah. could see, I could see him being pretty popular here. Yeah, I mean for sure. Like I said, when we were paying 8K, you like you need 45 or 40 for 5X and you know whatever. Now he's, you know, now you need 35 for 5X. That's very doable. So he's hit uh, 5X at this price four times in 10 games. He's hit 6x twice, and he's even hit 7x uh, once. So out of 10 games, he has surpassed 5x at this price in 7 of 10. So a pretty safe bet to once again do that again. I agree. Uh, Big sad last night with Seth Curry. Got off to a really (laughs) strong start. Big sad. Got got off to a really strong start and, like, didn't hit a shot again for, like, the entire second half. So um, 5,900. You know, if if they're <laughs> excuse me, if they're rolling out Drew Holiday, George Hill uh, backcourt there, 
That's a, that's a tough defensive, defensive grouping to go up against if you're Seth Curry. I will say this. If you're multi-entering, you will get Seth Curry at less than 10% on He was only 4% last night, which is, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> which seems stunning. And then we thought we were winning, and then we realized we weren't. So. We weren't, right. <laughs> um, I think that there's obvious leverage because we know he can get hot. Um, I mean, he has a 28-point game. He has five t- – he scored – 20 points or more in five games this year. He just missed every shot he, he took. He just missed every shot. Yeah. It's just, it, it, you know, so I think there's, there is reason to go back to the well. There's no Embiid. There's no Harris. There's no Simmons. There's reason to go back to the well. Just know, you know, it's a, it's a, there is it because he doesn't do a whole lot. So there's a, there's a low floor, um, but he's going to take a lot of shots. So uh, I think Curry's back in play. Not my, not as much as I liked him the other night or last night, rather, but I do think if you're mo- building multiple lineups, he's definitely should be in your player pool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next tier is a bunch of GPP guys. You know, you know Bogdan, Bogdan's not a guy. Dad, we just got word, literally right now, Seth Curry questionable. As we are recording, Seth Curry questionable. Well, As of right this very second. That, seven seconds ago, actually. That changes things. Well, it's a little bit. because I, want, I wanted to play Shane because I think – I mean, he only played 21 minutes. He's more rested than everyone else. He takes a lot of shots when Embiid's off the floor. He just missed last night. Now, if, if Curry doesn't play and Shake is starting, I mean, he's going to be like 95% of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He shakes 52%, uh, 5,200. So, uh, interesting. Good good call in there if Seth doesn't play and why we'll wait, why we wait out. Uh, and fortunately, they are the first game on the slate, so we will know. Right. You know, so that's that's definitely the plus there. Um, so yeah, pay attention to Shake Milton, fifty-two hundred. Uh, the next group I can mention though, uh, you know, GPP guys for me. I almost never play Bogdan, Bogdan, but you know, this could be a, a slate size that kind of calls for it. Maybe you know, he's playing the minutes, he's taking the shots. You know, he was better off the bench in Sacramento than he's ever been with Atlanta. Right. Um, you know, so there's there's always a little bit of a risk there. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, backup. Um, for Clarkson, kind of off the bench, maybe you look for a blowout game here. He plays minutes, but super erratic scoring. Um, you know, so there's there's going to be risk there. And then Terrence Mann's probably where I think a lot of people end up yeah. going. Um, you know, playing, again, a boatload of minutes, 36 fantasy points the other night. He actually had a double-double. You know, they're all in that low 5K range. Yeah, I think this tier is where a lot of people live. Um, I don't think anyone played, again, the Bogdan and Clarkson, I don't think anyone plays. Um, because right below them, so there is tournament leverage there for 100% correct. Shake Milton, 52. Terrence Mann, 51. Grayson Allen, who shot the ball, has shot the ball tremendously. Yeah, playing um, really well the last couple of games. 51. And then Korkmaz, who hit five threes and played 40 minutes, uh, is 49. So I think everybody lives in that tier right there. I think those four guys... You mix and match those four guys. You could play them. All of them have multi-position eligibility. You could play all four of them if you wanted. Um, I don't think you should, but you could. Uh, theoretically, you could. Um, but I do think the leverage off of them, if you want, in a tournament, is Bogdan, Bogdan, and Clarkson. Because, you know, as cluttered as Atlanta's wings are, the one thing that has been pretty consistent is Bogdan's minutes. I mean, he's really the only one of that. I mean, Cam Reddish played 13 minutes last night. Yeah. Um, so, like, the only one you can really trust that will actually be on the floor is Bogdan Bogdan. Now, 
we just need the we just need the production along with it, um, and we could be in a good position. But I think they're the leverage, the Utah Atlanta game, and then Milton Man, Allen, Corkmaz is just yeah. I think you, throw, you you probably throw Kennard on DraftKings. Probably then. yes, Kennard on DraftKings, right? Um, and, and the you, you mentioned Cam Radish, like him and Horder are probably the the blowout plays, right? Like yep. if you think Atlanta doesn't get a ton of opportunity here. You know, the, you know, those guys are that are only playing 15 minutes as it is on a night tonight. Maybe in a blowout, they go and get 25. I mean, again, last night, you know, uh, Atlanta lost by 14 to Golden State, and we it saw was a 20, but it was a tw- it was a 20 point game because when Curry got his 50th point, yeah, with like six minutes left, it was a 20 point game, and then they they pulled everyone. So yeah, so hard to play 25 minutes in that game. Uh, Reddish, the only thing you said, only played like 13. So, I mean, maybe there's an opportunity in a back-to-back if they get another blowout. Uh, some of those guys get some additional playing time. Uh, again, these are the slates. Not where I'm saying, like, you make a core play and you're building it around Cam Reddish, but if you're making 10, maybe he makes two of those. Yep, agree. You, you kind of go from there. Uh, small forward, Paul George, uh, you know, this is certainly the matchup that we're, we're kind of looking for. I know the numbers for him lately – Starting to tick down a bit, you know, 48 and 42 fantasy points at over 10K. Not quite what we're looking for, but 9 of 22 and 4 of 20 shooting right. also. Not generally what we're looking for. He also took no free throws against Charlotte after taking 14 against Minnesota the game before. Uh, two for 17 from three. Maybe he's worn out. I don't know. He's been taking so many shots uh, that the, the numbers kind of have fallen off a bit. But he still gave you 20 actual. He's filling up the stat sheet with rebounds and assists. So, like, the ceiling's there. You know, we just got to see if he can get it on. Um, with the days of rest here, maybe that'll help out. I mean, the peripheral stats are nuts. He just needs to make a shot. So, like, yeah. he's – they're he nuts. 60, he had 60 fantasy points against the, the Blazers the last time they played. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there you go. I Look, if, it, if you're not spending up for Giannis, I think – you're spending up for Paul George. I think that's what it comes down to. Like you can obviously fair and balance and not spend up for either. Um, but if you are going to get a star into your lineup, it's Paul George second and it's Giannis first. Oh my I God. Think, the drop off on DraftKings is crazy. Yeah. It's 10, it's 10, five. <laughs> and then you go literally in half. Uh, the next tier on DraftKings, we have Boyan. We have Batum who's been playing very well. Very and well. then Norm Powell, who's still too cheap. Just too cheap. <laughs> just too cheap. Yeah, even though he only gave us 24. Um, I mean. He gave you 24 in 27 minutes. Uh, right. Kind of, you know, the, the numbers were off there a little bit for yeah, him. He's playing 32, yeah, he's playing 32 minutes a game in, 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 in a competitive environment, which right. tonight is projected to be. So. Yep. So Powell's there. We already talked about man. You can always throw angles. Again, a lot of these guys have multi-position eligibility that we already talked about. Uh, maybe Danny Green becomes yep. a guy. Um, especially Fandle, especially, especially Fandle, Fandle and Yahoo. But, I mean, even DraftKings, I mean, he takes a lot of threes, but Fandle obviously had five, a total combined five blocks and steals last night. Uh, if if Seth Curry is out, Danny Green could go out there firing again. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, we talked, we talked about this yesterday. Last year when the Sixers had all of their COVID issues, which included Seth Curry, Seth Curry rather being out of that lineup, Danny Green went for like 60 fantasy points yep. one day. He just yep. he, he just hit like nine three-pointers. So, you know, this could be a Danny Green game where they're out there like, all right, Danny, just like do your thing. You know, we'll make sure Shake and Maxi get you the ball or something. So uh, that being said, as long as he's healthy, you know he's a lock for 30-plus minutes uh, in that in that front court. So, you know, Danny Green to 42 is a fantastic value, I think, uh, and probably one that a lot of people will be looking at here um, as well. 
Uh, we talked about George Niang you know, in 25 minutes last yeah. night. You know, didn't didn't come through with the peripheral stats like we kind of had hoped for in previous games. He also went one of seven shooting three, but he's another guy that when guys go up, he moves in. So you can expect at the very least 25 minutes out of him. And he's not shy about shooting when he's on the floor either. He gets out there and he chucks. So uh, there's always that potential uh, for those two guys to get on the floor and be productive. Yeah, and I think the Niang point is perfect because he's leverage. I think you're going to see a lot of builds that have, I mean, right. It's, it is predictable. We're going to see Philly everywhere. There's going to be Philly through arrow, every lineup out there and different variations of them. But the most popular guys are going to be the Maxis. They're going to be the Drummonds. They're going to be the Miltons. They're going to be the Cork Mazes. Um, Niang and green are the two leverage plays uh, as well as Seth Curry. If he plays, those are your leverage guys here. And it, like you said, Yang's going to play minutes. And if the shots fall, I mean, he could have a big game. I mean, we got 37, 27, and 28 fantasy points in three straight games. And he knocked down three or more threes and, and scored 14 or more actual. So, uh, yeah, the guy's talented. Um, and he's going to be leveraged because no one's going to want to go back to the well after missing all the shots on, on Monday. Yep. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Power forward, Giannis, again, at the top, 11-4. Yep. Top play this late. Top play this late. Yeah, I, there's so. I think there's enough value where everybody's just going to build probably around him tonight. So, um, you know, probably where you're going to go. Uh, after that, I mean, Bobby Poe, right, right next to him. He, Bobby start- Potus was at the was at the White House yesterday. Bobby Potus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that how they pronounce his name? I didn't hear it. Uh, that's he tweeted it. He tweeted uh, out right. Bobby Potus. So. <laughs> oh right, Potus. Got it. Got it. Got it. President um, of the United States. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 31 minutes, started against Washington, 45 fantasy points, like Chalky three options. as hell. Yeah. I guess maybe the one one downside would be that Drummond is against him instead of Montrez Harrell. Um, which, yeah, which but like, but yeah, but like at the same time, Harrell's maybe more aggressive offensively than Drummond. Well, offensively, so, but defensively he's horrible. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, not that Drummond's a great defensive player either. So, I mean... Um, you know, definitely. definitely Drummond's just a Drummond's just a vacuum. Like he had twenty five rebounds. <laughs> like he's any rebound yeah. that that Portis. Yeah, his rebound probably yesterday was thirteen and a half. He had ten at halftime. So yeah, yeah. Safe uh, was a, was a pretty safe bet going into the second. It, it was a pretty safe bet there. Um, I never want to play Royce O'Neal, but have you seen what the man's been doing lately? 31, 36, 25? Yeah. Um. So I, and I don't even want to say the steals are like, like he's not going to get six and three steals, but like he, he's very good defensively. So I guess it's yeah, he's like had, he's in had, the cards. You look at his last 10 games, he's had games of four and three steals as well. So like, you know, it's Atlanta. Yeah. You know, it's a, that's actually a sneaky spot, John. I, I think, I think you're on to something here. I think it's a good call. 4,400. Um, you know, the shots haven't been terrible. Six, eight, seven last three games like not terrible so figure out something there yeah we'll see just something that i've been looking him at him and bob cuff both both suddenly playing well uh with and suddenly producing at this literally if you can only play one i think this is a fair question because i think you know in terms of value they're probably two of the most popular values of the slate at, at power forward royce o'neill or rob covington 44 and 43 respectively who do you got Oh, that is that is they're the same. Player. They're the same player. They're just 
they're literally here's the, the thing, player. right? They shouldn't be. Robert Covington used to be a good offensive player. Yeah, he used to be a really good. He used to be. He used to take a lot of threes. At the very least, he used to be a very aggressive offensive player. And I, and at some point, he got traded too many times and <laughs> going to teams that didn't ask him to shoot anymore. So he like doesn't shoot. But like neither does Royce O'Neal. So you can only pick one here. Yeah. People want to know. Probably Six, the Covington Bowers, matchup. It's probably the Covington matchup. I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna <laughs> to have to make that decision. I mean, well, there's no one else. Guarantee me eight shots, maybe from Covington, and I'd be willing to buy it. But like he, he's only done that three times this year. So, so are you leaning O'Neal? You can lean O'Neal. It's okay. He's been good. I don't it's know. Just, I don't know. I, don't I think they're, they're both. They're both in play. They're both in yeah. play. I mean. Look, I mean, the better, of, the better game matchup is Covington. You might need to play. I mean, I guess on DraftKings or on FanDuel, you don't even need to because you could just play Portis, Giannis. But, like, if you want to fade, if you're fading Portis, right, he's 5,800. If you want to fade Portis for whatever reason, uh, O'Neal's 54 and Covington's 48. Like, you're still making that decision over there. You might play Niang. You could just play Niang. But I think it's, I think it's worth the discussion. Yeah. At the very least, it's worth the discussion. Um... Abaka's back played eight minutes. Don't even think about it. Don't even ask the question if you're listening. No, I wasn't going to ask you. I was in the Gallinari, Paul Reed, Danassis. Nope. Paul Reed starts one game, barely plays the next. So, no thanks. He's out. Okay. Uh, Saturday then. Uh, Gobert against Atlanta. Man, we've... <sighs> he just saw this matchup, by the way. He had 13 and 15, so... I think uh, it's a similar, similar sentiment to Mitchell. For me, it's like okay. he can get us there. He's been getting us there. Um, do you think that if this game blows out in three quarters, he can pay off 45 fantasy points? That's your decision um, to make. I mean, he's done at this price. Uh, according to this consistency report, he's hit 4x four times, 5x four times, 6x, 6x once. So yeah. um, pretty good. But you... Atlanta, uh, the the Jazz won this this last game against Atlanta, one sixteen to ninety eight, and Donovan Mitchell didn't play in that game. Was that in Atlanta? Uh, it was in Atlanta. And this is in Utah on a back to back. It's just like in Utah on a back to back with Mitchell active. Now He's Jordan just... Clarkson did go like super sane in that game, yeah. so um, you know he he, he kind of what Clarkson does at times when uh, Mitchell's out of the lineup. Uh, he had thirty actual, so it's. Mitchell wasn't there, but playing the role of Donovan Mitchell was Jordan Clarkson. So, <laughs> look, I think I think it's the same thing. If you think that this game can stay competitive, then you're then you should be interested. If you don't I, think I this, guess, I guess the question's kind of mute, mood, right? Because like, I mean, Drummond, Drummond got a price bump, but I mean, a big, just a playing big, Drummond. Yes, but I do think that it's more. Of, I guess it's more of a question though, because he's he's seventy seven. You know, that's two thousand dollars more, which still. Is I mean he still paid it off. I'm not saying he didn't. Like he was tremendous. Um, so you're probably playing him. I'm just looking at the other centers, and I mean I understand that Portis is he a center on Fanduel or is he a power forward? He's both. He has. Both. Yeah. So I mean like Portis is 54. It's probably a spot to look at. You know who is John? The the one center else I would look at it would it would be Zubats, who has suddenly decided you know what I can I can play the basketball pretty well. <laughs> 
And, and, and they should need him against Nurkic, you would hope, right? right? And he's and he's playing minutes again. That's right. 28, 31, 34. Uh, that would probably be, like, in terms of traditional centers, the only other spot, unless you wanted to play blowout theory, Hassan Whiteside. Um, do, you, do you even need to play blowout theory with Hassan Whiteside? Probably the guy not. Played tw- had 12 and 10 in 14 minutes the other day. Well, if you're playing one lineup, I'm not playing Hassan Whiteside. But if I'm playing 10, 20 lineups, if you do, like, the, the mini-max, if you're playing, like, 150 lineups, uh, five cents quarter, I'm probably getting a you know, 10 to 15% of Hassan Whiteside, something like that. I mean, Whiteside has never played 20 minutes this season, and he has six games of over 20 fantasy points. He has hit, um, he has hit, how many, how many games have they played? 10? He's hit no, he's only not hitting four, not hit 4X value once this year. Yeah. What's his highest? Is it like 7X? 6X twice. He said 6X twice at this price. Um, again, go, you can go to dfsalarm.com slash NBA slash consistency. It's our new tool. Um, it shows you exactly what at the price tags that they are per slate, um, what they've hit uh, in terms of 4X, 5X, 6X, 7X value. Um, and it gives you a little average. And uh, that's what that's what I keep referencing. Um, but yeah, twice 6X, twice 5X, five times 4X. So yeah, white, white side is kind of interesting, just dark throw play right. for sure. Right. Um, but that's probably it, right? Like, yep. I mean, we didn't, in, do you have interest in John Collins? We didn't talk about him at all, but yeah. I would have, I would have interest in Collins over Capella because, you know, Collins can get hot from the field, but he also is going to face Royce O'Neal. Yeah. And that's not fun for anybody. Sure. Royce O'Neal is a very good defender. I agree. Um, all right, so that wraps up this three-game look here. Again, Ray Coon already has the playbook out. Uh, we'll be in, in uh, Discord leading up to the roster lock, updating any news that comes out. Uh, but for now, we will catch you guys later.